0: and gentlemen, this is your main event of the evening. This is Vic Muscat's Evolution Podcast. The man in charge of this episode is your host, Vic Muscat. With me today is one of my co-hosts, KPG from the Texas area. How are you doing, sir? good. And with us today is a very talented, multi not time champion but all in one cha- like two tag dials he has a single champion she's just killing it right now his name is joshua
1: Caval. are you doing anything, sir uh how are you doing man thank you so much for having me on the podcast uh means a lot to me man
0: oh it means a lot to me that you agree to come on this train wreck of a show so it's so what got you into
1: wrestling wow um what got me in? Man, I've been watching wrestling ever since I was you know, a kid. Uh, I, st- I got in around, uh, I was 14, the first time I ever stepped foot in a ring uh, and started taking bumps. Uh, I was lucky enough that my cousin uh, up here, he's known as Michael McMoney, was training at the time. So I was able to follow him to some different shows. And uh, sooner or later, uh, a guy by the name of Johnny Hard and uh, Snake Man, Devin Michaels, decided to let me get in the ring and, and give it a shot. And uh, I fell in love, man. And it's just been been it bad ever since. I think uh, the first thing that really caught my eye was wrestling. Uh, my parents watched it, you know, growing up. But whenever uh, Big Show threw Stone Cold through the Big Blue Cage, I think that was the one that was like, oh, man, this, you know this is kind of cool. I think I want to do this. You know, just attitude era really caught my attention. I was
0: doing an overnight shift at Sam Goody's when that pay-per-view happened. St. Valentine's Day Massacre, I think it was called. Yeah. So what So what are some of your favorite matches that you remember watching?
1: Besides that. Uh, oh man. Favorite matches. From uh, from the past, you know, I was a huge Stone Cold fan. I mean, who wasn't back then? Yeah. Um, I love the Stone Cold Shawn Michaels uh, special guest referee Mike Tyson match, uh, classic. Um, I loved watching Owen Hart wrestle, uh, just because of the style that he had. Uh, just about any match I've ever seen, it, or him and even when him and Brett went at it, you know. Um, a lot of classics, man. I don't. Know. I I do a lot of tape study, and I get dropping my head a lot, so I don't remember specifics. Uh, I do know that. I I study a lot of dynamite kid whenever I can, because, uh, you got to always stick with the basics. You got to study your basics. But then I'm also the kind of guy that likes to go out and and watch some like early two thousands, AJ styles work and, uh, younger ricochet work and just the style I'm into, man. I've always been a big fan of Lucha and triple A and, uh, I, I watch just about anything, man. So when it comes to favorite matches, that's really, that's a tough question for me.
0: Wrestling is so go- great these days. I think AEW with their revolution, with the independent scene, opened more doors and you get to see like the, the other talented wrestlers from other <laughs> organizations such as yourself.
1: I mean, I, I appreciate that wow. comment, man. Uh, that That's big. Uh, AEW is definitely making wrestling fun again, I think for a lot of people and it's bringing in all the different, uh, markets, of uh, the uh, demographic, all the different demographics that they needed for how long in wrestling. I mean, WWE, yeah, been the, the top dog for a long time. And a lot of people still are, you know, gung ho on that, but it's been the same for too long. Uh, There has been no innovation in it. And AEW has just come in and they want wrestling to, you know, I mean, they pulled in AAA, New Japan. Uh, They're working in tight with IWC and and, uh, GCW. I mean, some of the stuff they're doing right now is just making wrestling awesome again. And it's a a good time to be a pro wrestler. Did you watch the uh,
0: season premiere of uh, NXT 2.0 last night?
1: i did not get to catch that yet i haven't
0: it's just like it was so good until the ending when they had a wedding and it's like uh that's still vince McMahonish, you know instead of having a world title match at your final thing you have to have a
1: wedding right and yeah, yeah. yeah that definitely screams vince mcmahon all the way uh, <laughs> vince is like one of them guys who seems to be just like old and stuck in his ways man and Not that he didn't do big things for wrestling because he obviously did. I mean, you know, look what he's accomplished, but stuff evolves, you know, wrestling evolves, people evolve and you either grow with it or you stay the same, you know?
0: Well, in front of you, I just want to say KPG, I apologize what I said earlier. I thought NXT was gonna be a bust. I saw the ratings, the ratings were, were better. So you were right about that.
1: NXT has been the one thing, I think, in my opinion, that has kept the WWE alive. And is great. if Vince starts putting his hand in it too much, it's going to be the same as sure. watching Raw or SmackDown. You know, yeah, they underutilize a lot of talent and don't give guys the shine that uh, they probably should. NXT's always been the place man like if I watch WWE that's I don't really watch Raw and Smackdown I'll tune into NXT because it's competitive it's you know hungry
0: I knew I liked you I knew I liked you because I agree with you to the T about that
1: yeah it reminds me of a it's a yeah it's a fed but it's like indie wrestling man everybody wants it everybody's out there trying to prove themselves or or trying to show what they got and to me that's what we should do every time we step in a ring you know there should be no for me i don't i don't like an easy night you know whenever you get in the locker room guys like, oh we got an easy night i don't want an easy night. go out and let's do what we do the best that we possibly can and look at the results you have
0: multi-championship belts with you right uh, yeah so could you tell my audience about your character in the ring because I could always I could describe you as a badass and all that stuff, but you're the best one to, like, pretty much, give, give the key. What you're like?
1: Um, character. I was taught, uh, coming up, that find a way to be yourself, but crank it up to ten. That's the best thing you can do, and that's uh, that's kind of what I did. Um, I had you know I have a, a troubled past and a lot of stuff that. You know, obviously, everybody has a past. A lot of things I'm not proud about that has happened in my past. But uh, over the course of the past four years, uh, getting into the ministry and actually becoming an ordained reverend and uh, turning that over into my wrestling, you know, career and trying to turn that into, you know, my character as well. Uh, The thought is that I'm just going out as me, man. I'm going out to give glory to God and to wrestle how I want to wrestle. I mean, I've always like, I'm from the Pittsburgh area and what we have here is like known as Pittsburgh super indie. And that's this really fast paced, high spot kind of stuff. And a uh, while psychology is always needed in wrestling. It's a very important thing. I mm-hmm. like to do some of the, I mean, i look at me, man. I'm a little guy. I'm not some big powerhouse. So I can't come out and go toe to toe with a lot of guys. And I haven't been able to my whole career. Wouldn't, obviously wouldn't make it any sense. Uh, so I had to find other ways and I started, you know, small coming off the top turnbuckle, just trying to do some fast paced spots. And I, you know, just let, got rid of fear and trained and trained and trained and started hitting the springboards and the, uh, hand springs and just anything, man. I, if I think it looks cool, I know somebody else is going to think it looks cool. Just got to make it make sense. Uh, My character is just me, man. Uh, A child of God or uh, a reverend who comes out and just tries to tear the house down, man.
0: I do like your shirt. That's a cool shirt.
1: Thank you. You mean this one?
0: Uh, What you have on right now?
1: Ah, Faith over fear. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah, because a lot of people don't think that way
1: and more people need to. It, in my life, I've had to think that way. Uh, we'll shoot here a little bit. It is a, a shooting kind of podcast, right?
0: It's, it's, it's pretty much, it's your time. You can talk about whatever you want.
1: All right. Okay. Sounds cool. Um, so about four years ago when I started uh, my journey into, you know, being a Christian and giving my life to God, it uh, was around the same time that I was actually in a prison cell. I was in one of the oldest operating prisons in America, uh, which is actually shutting down now because of how old it is. Uh, I was gone for close to two years uh, between that and going into this ministry house that I was in. And the only thing that ever kept me uh, alive through that was faith. And it's very easy for somebody to lose their mind in a place like that. And I believe I found mine. And uh, that was all by the grace of God, man. And since then, so many things have turned around in my life because of that. So every day is just to give it to God, man. And it's worked for me. Now, it's a lot easier said than done, you
0: know?
1: Yeah, I, I wanna give God everything. Who does? Uh, you know, you don't, we say we trust him, but we think like a human thinks. It's hard to trust people because there is evil in the world, but God isn't one of us and we all struggle with that. I struggle with that, you know, trust, faith, faith's a very rough thing. I actually operate uh, a ministry uh, called wrestling with faith ministries, uh, try to help people like me uh, coming up through that stuff. So faith's definitely a big thing for me, man.
0: Yeah, that's extremely inspirational because, I, you know, I don't have like a perfect past myself and, you know, it's all about what you take from it and you learn from it Maybe you make yourself better in any way possible from it. Then it's pretty much if we repeat offender, then you got a problem. But when you're just warned from it and you make yourself better and you help other people,
1: that's pull real the same Jeff. I believe, you know, a repeat offender can only be a repeat offender for so long. Either you're going to stay in or you're going to figure it out. I was in um, multiple times up until that point. Uh, There was a lot of other things going on in my life. Uh, I didn't walk for, I was like in a wheelchair, wheelchair bound for almost a year uh, at the beginning of my wrestling career over car accident and a bunch of, bunch of dumb stuff. Um, So that led into drug addiction and, Uh, Because the doctors, when you get in a bad car accident, you don't walk for almost a year. Doctors hand you pain pills like it's candy. And that becomes a problem. And it became a serious problem that almost led to to my demise. It did lead to my demise, in my opinion. But it also led to something way more beautiful on the other side. Yeah. yeah. And I had to go through that in order to stop talking about (laughs) it.
0: Look at that see I told you anything can happen on this show
1: yeah just freak accident there yes. uh, but yeah man everything that I've went through if I can use it to help somebody else then did it suck yeah but it was worth it because I've seen a lot of good things come of it now you know
0: yeah I just recently told my wife saying that if I had to do those make those decisions again and knowing that if I didn't do them I might not have the life I have now you know, a house, a beautiful family. But if I was, know that if I did it, I would come out like this, as I would do it again. Amen. Just I know that, you know, the ending results, it's so sweet. Right. It was, it's worth it.
1: Yeah, the, nobody enjoys the storm while they're in it.
0: No, absolutely not. Do you have any questions to ask KPG? Are you around KPG or you fall asleep again? I never say it was perfect. I'm sorry. I never
1: said. Hey, none of us are, man.
0: Yeah, he is a good. He he was the one that came up with um to do a mental um health episode. So we were like, so I was like, I'm up for it, you know. And when I did it, we got a, some expert from our the Bravo retreat contacted me want to be a part of it, and it was, it helped quite a few people
1: yeah that's awesome man uh, definitely like an important thing in the wrestling community too i think that needs to be talked about
0: yeah after um daphne passed away you know yeah that, that's what came up the whole maybe you know as a wrestling show we should do like not to awareness and i was down and we had good results and we have a q a with the same person coming up in october
1: yeah that's awesome man congrats well, thank you so describe your training routine my dream team the t- training routine. Oh, my training routine. Uh, so I, I, at least, you know, hit the gym three days a week. I don't always, I'm working, uh, you know, in the ring two to three, like this weekend, I'll be, I wrestle four times this weekend, uh, four different shows. Um, so when it comes to in ring, uh, training routine, now it's died down a lot. Uh, Usually throughout the summer, we'll have a ring set up somewhere where off days, you know, gym three days a week, and then other days when you're able to hit the ring and, you know, just work out that way. Uh, My routine is always consisted of, though, you get in, I'm running ropes ten times, then I hit five lucha rolls each way, bump, you know, four-corner bump, uh, and then I'll start practicing my springboards and uh, just making sure that, they're good because I've had a few times where I've went to do a springboard in a match and caught my foot and thought I was going to break my neck. So make sure that never happens again. Um, A lot, a lot of stuff. I mean, don't always have somebody to work out with. So you are kind of limited on what you can do, but when I do have people there, you know, we run uh, lots of different drills and uh, like your universal spots and just different stuff, man. Lock up, practice chain, anything we can. Uh, when it comes to going to the gym, I always started with five minutes on a treadmill. Uh, then it, depending on what I... I don't really have a day per se for certain muscle parts, muscle groups. Uh, like a, a core, is one day, usually by itself, maybe with legs and then upper body, lower body. You know, it's, I don't really have a, a good... Training regiment for that, I just kind of go at it, man, like a madman
0: but I think you're the only one that gave a long detailed answer to that question on the show period because everyone else would just be like, uh, well, you know, I don't train or you know my diet is like eh, but you know I try to walk, but eh. how come your work ethic is much better than theirs
1: because i'm <laughs> better um Maybe the, the ambition is a little more, or the, I have a little more drive. Uh, I'm determined. I know where I want to go, and I know where I want to be, and I'm not going to stop until I get there. So I'm going to do – I mean, you got to look at the – who's in the main event for AEW, for new, for new Japan? Who's in the main events for AAA? Who's in the main events at WWE? What do they look like? You know, What, what kind of worker are they? What kind of work ethic do they have? If that's the kind of stuff you're shooting for, you got to act as if it's already happened. Get up, go to work. You don't do that. You're never going to make it. I mean, we all want to make it. It's about who wants it more. And I want it and I'm going to do whatever I can to, to get it. And I know health and diet for me has been it that came in whenever I decided to change my life and got sober. And, you know, that was something important to me to make sure I was healthy and to make sure I was, you know, working out and doing something good for my body. And now, you know, and being back in wrestling, because I was gone from wrestling for a period of time, when I came back, it was like, you know, I got to hit it even harder now. I know I broke my back in the past. I shattered my left knee. I have a completely rebuilt left knee. I broke my sternum. I know in order to protect those things from that happening again, I got to build my muscles strong, as strong as I can. So it's, it's, it's the job. You don't go into the job without the proper equipment. You know, firefighter ain't going into a burning building without his gas mask. You pretty much have a rock bottom
0: down the well into a deep black lagoon story. Cause you talk about, you know, you were, in prison for a couple of years and you had a car accident and you like, all these bad things happen to you, but still you keep on coming. You keep on well, going.
1: If yeah. Oh, uh, it's, I've kind of had to man. Um, so if you, I'll give you a quick rundown, uh, on how that actually all happened if you want.
0: Oh, right
1: ahead. Uh, at the age, of, I said 14, I, I got in a ring for the first time and started training. Uh, at 16, my dad died. Uh, Sorry, a couple guy. months after that, my nephew was murdered and that led to my car accident. I was out drinking with some friends and being dumb because I was depressed and I ended up rolling my car eight times through a cornfield and got ejected. Car rolled over me, shattered my knee, broke my back, my sternum, lacerated my, uh, my left lung. Tore me up pretty good. Uh, they didn't think I was going to make it. They told me they're going to amputate my leg. I was never going to walk again. Uh, they told me I'd never step foot in a wrestling ring again, but you know, here we are. Uh, shortly after that, my grandfather had a massive heart attack right next to me, and it just it, it that started the spiral, dude. And I was in a wheelchair and I couldn't do nothing. I there, my mind was stuck. So that led uh, once I did start walking and wrestling again way sooner than I should have. That led to aggressive drug addiction because in order to wrestle at that time. I had to medicate because I, the pain was so severe. I shouldn't have been in there. Um, that led to a bunch of bad stuff I shouldn't have been doing. And I ended up, I got locked up for it. I had to pay the consequences, man. And there's where I was forced to get sober. And I had to really make a choice, a big life decision. You know, what am I going to do? So I made the, the best one I thought I could make. And I decided to change my life and help other people change theirs. And now, yeah, here we are.
0: No, that's very inspirational. My words can't describe how inspirational that is to me. You know, I, I don't want to say thank you for going through hell and like that, but thank you for not giving up and coming out where you are
1: today. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, and then the, the, the entrance back into wrestling, uh, That was all prayer. And that's how I know where I'm supposed to be, man. Um, I was actually, I was sitting praying. Uh, One night I was actually managing a halfway house uh, out of Uniontown, PA. And I was was praying to God because I I really wanted to get back into wrestling. I I felt like it's where I wanted to be. AEW just started, you know, coming out uh, on national television. It's just like, you know, uh, I want to go back, but I prayed about it. And I said, you know, God, if this is meant to be, let me know it's meant to be and then of all people i go to dollar general and there's a this guy i've been feuding with actually uh in pwx out of mckeesport his name's hate in the flesh of all things hate in the flesh o'reilly chambers and i'm standing in line at dollar general and taps me on the shoulder and we start talking about wrestling and he asked me if i'm still wrestling and asked me for, Hey man, you want to come work out? You know, I'll let you know we're going to set the ring up and that of God will use anybody man. And that just showed you like hate in the flesh is the one that pulled me back in. And then, uh, my wrestling trainer, actually, uh, Jay Rue gave me an opportunity to come back there in MVP and things started going great. I won the, the, ended up winning the black diamond heavyweight title and, I started making a run for, you know, for the indie scene. And I even started my own wrestling company, uh, LAW. And I ended up getting cancer uh, right in the middle of that. And I, nothing like major, nothing crazy, but I, you know, I got it removed and I had to take time off and like it was happening again. And that was the end of my world. And now shoot, man, it's only been maybe six months. Since I've been back from that, shooting for the stars, man.
0: I think when you hear those the C word right away, your brain just goes like, like to like automatic. Oh my God! No matter how like, even if it's just a little tumor or what.
1: Yeah, I, well, I lost my dad to cancer. Also, right there, you. And, really freaked out. Well, I knew uh, from just watching and being in the ministry. You see a lot of things you wish you didn't see.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I've seen a lot of people when they, they get that, that word, someone says that word cancer, they shut down and they think they're defeated at the word. And I wasn't gonna be defeated. Uh, I've been, I was already, go, I went through way too much to let that take me out. So we, we did what we had to do, man. And I knew I was coming back. It was just a matter of time. You know, God, God's brought me through some deep valleys. And I knew that was one he was definitely going to pull me through. And, you know, everything worked out. Now we're back to giving him glory every weekend, you know. Well, every day, but weekend in front of a live crowd, you know.
0: Do you do any of your ministry um, practices, like, online, like on YouTube videos or anything like that?
1: You mean, like, my? what do you mean by practices?
0: Like, you know, like, you know, you like talk to
1: people and show them. Uh, I haven't really filmed I mean there we filmed me uh it's actually on my youtube of me like you know sharing the word uh one of the like two weeks ago at an mvp show uh one of our friends is actually battling something in the hospital and it just felt right so open the show with prayer and the word of god and that's the most I've filmed of it Uh, I usually don't if I end up sharing with somebody it's because they find me And it's I'm at a wrestling show or I'm out somewhere and they know who I am uh, because of that ministry or they reach out to me online. uh, And they just they need somebody to talk to uh, just little guidance. And that's usually what it is, man. Uh, I've reached out, you know, I've I've sponsored people in recovery and done different things like that. But uh, that stuff's hard to do whenever you got a busy schedule, you know, living the wrestling life. You ain't got time for much, you know, so.
0: No, I was just asking because I would like to see some of your, you know, prayers and work.
1: Oh, man. I mean, yeah, I'd be, that'd be great. Um, I'm actually, you mentioned it, though. I've, me and my wife have been working on putting together almost like a documentary, but not a documentary. Uh, just kind of like a cinematic version of my life story uh that who knows how long that's going to take though because uh i'm not really done saving footage yet uh i don't feel like the best is yet to come right so
0: being a a man of god faith in god have you worked as a heel in the wrestling ring and how's that worked out
1: Uh, psychologically i haven't worked as a heel since i came to christ um the past couple years have just been face of being a straight face at every show, uh, in my past. Uh, but you know, before I gave my life to Jesus, I was always a heel. Uh, that was what I liked to play. Uh, now I'd still like, you know, I'd still, it'd be hard, but I could do it. I mean, if that's the job, that's the job. Uh, I've seen a lot of people that misrepresented God to know, you know what to do what not to do in that arena hopefully um but it, being a heel is fun man uh mainly because you get to be for me it's to be something i'm not and it's easier in my opinion for me it's easier to get heat with somebody than it is to get them to love you just because people can be rude
0: sure, wrestling fans can be crazy too i've yeah. heard some crazy stories so when, when you're on the uh, social media and you've seen someone who's like misrepresenting God, hmm. how, what do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Do you say anything, or do you just like this? Um, that he figures it out.
1: As a, a minister of the Lord, I, I believe it's when a, a fellow Christian uh, who is trying to also minister to people is spreading false doctrine it's it should be approached uh a lot of us don't like confrontation so we don't uh but if i see something that is blatantly wrong and it's hey i'm not gonna call you out in public obviously i'm not gonna you know shout you out in front of everybody but i would privately message you or pull you off to the side and just you know try to get an understanding first of all uh i don't ever try to jump down somebody's throat um Just because we have two different perspectives if i can get to know yours you can get to know mine maybe we can come to a better understanding and maybe we both learn something you never know Uh, because a lot of times that happens now there are times when you blatantly see somebody misrepresenting christ and it happens all the time people twist scripture to work in their own ways but vengeance belongs to the lord my friend and it doesn't do me no good stepping into in the middle of it. I will always try to share the right thing, but I'm not going to go to war with somebody if they're going to believe the wrong thing, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: So you talked about, you know, there's been a couple incidents that your foot got caught on the rope or, you know, that's why you practice your springboards. What is the medical situation in the back? If you hurt uh, yourself, how how would they t- treat you? It's
1: like is it one person just roaming around or yeah? That know. depends on what state you're in. Uh, so West Virginia obviously has always been a kind of place where you can pop up a wrestling ring and you can have a show. That's it. Um, Pennsylvania, you have to have a doctor on hand. Uh, which I've never understood because a doctor at a show can do no more than an EMT can do. Uh, but. All they can do is really stabilize you until an ambulance gets there. And then they take you to the hospital. If it's anything too bad. Uh, for me, I'm stubborn and I've been, I spent a lot of time in a hospital. So if I don't have to go, I'm not going. Uh, like I like two months ago, I broke my hand in some kind of match. I just went in the back, taped my hand and I went back to work because I no sense messing with something like that. Now you break your leg. Yeah. You might want to go. Um, I've never had to experience anything like that in a ring because if I knocked myself silly or concussed myself, I usually shook it off and kept moving. Now, if you make it to the big leagues, you're not going to do that. Uh, They got a whole policy and procedure layout for that kind of stuff that I'm not very informed with. Uh, I'm just an indie guy that wants to make it big. So if I get hurt, it's usually like, hey, man, you okay? You need to go to the hospital? If It's either no or yeah. No, I'm good. All right. Yeah, somebody get you there. Uh, but Pennsylvania, you have to have a doctor on hand. And they still can't do nothing besides just stabilize you until you get to the hospital. West Virginia, you can do whatever you want, basically. Ohio, uh, I believe you have to have some kind of medical – uh i don't know some kind of medical worker within so many miles or whatever of it at least i'm not sure how that works i half the time i don't even know who the doctor is when i show up to a show i'm just there to work i show up i shake everybody's hand you know introduce myself and go get ready i never really ask hey who's your doctor which probably wouldn't be a bad idea because if you did get hurt you know to look for i
0: think it was asked that after yeah Help. Help. All right. So, are there any stipulations or moves you would not do in the wrestling ring?
1: Uh, I don't want to say any because every time I say there's one that I won't do, I end up doing it.
0: Well, as of right now,
1: September 15th, are there September any? September 15th. Um, not taking a Canadian destroyer from the top rope. That's a no. I don't really know. Uh, Burning Hammer. I, I've pretty much already taken them, but those are always really scary looking. They have you in like a uh, torture rack. Mm-hmm. Dump you on your head, basically. Uh, I have taken, I see there was a time when I'd say I wouldn't take pile Driver. That time is gone. Uh, there's a move called the Assault Driver. That me and Jeru uh, went for, and it ended up turning into a Kawada driver. Now a Kawada driver has only been used two times in wrestling that you know we know of, and both times the guys broken their neck, and so they you know aren't allowed to use it anymore. But we accidentally did it, trying to do an assault driver, which is where uh, it's a pop up, pop up mm-hmm. power bomb. Like I'd sit on his shoulders. And then I backflipped off of his shoulders, and I was supposed to land, you know, on my on my front, on my chest. Right. We slipped, and I landed on my head in oh. powder driver position. Uh, didn't break my neck, thank God, but that was a scary bump that I would definitely never take again, if, if I had a choice. Uh, besides that, man, I I. Not many things I've learned to say no to in this business so far because, you know, if you're willing to do whatever it takes to get the job done. And if it's – for me, if it's entertaining, it's worth it. So I've done some stupid stuff in the wrestling ring. A lot of stuff I probably shouldn't have taken.
0: I'm about to break, I guess you could call it kayfabe right now because I have a, a question when it comes to – uh, the ward, if you don't mind me asking right now. About this Friday, will be a year ago since my mother passed away. She had a bleeding stroke out of nowhere. I mean, never regained consciousness. And I remember in the hospital waiting room because it was COVID, I did get cleared and I had to wait and stuff like that. I remember dropping to my knees and t- praying to God. He said, I've always ended up been a follower, I've always loved you if you let my mother die, I would never forgive you. And my mother passed away at 210 the next morning. And even though, you know, I still like respect God and all that stuff, but it's just damaged my faith a lot because of that. What would you, any words of advice or anything or?
1: It's always hard when you lose someone that you you really love man yeah because my mom my mom you know I just moved from Maine
0: to here with her grandson she was like reborn with the grandson she was expecting a granddaughter and was really looking for and then she just dropped
1: there's never any answer that anyone could ever give of why the only answer that I could give is that your mom was your mom uh you know, she ever have any kind of relationship with God. He was spiritual. Spiritual. Okay. Um, she believed that, you know, God was the universe, so to speak. Well, I mean, she wasn't wrong in a sense. You know, God is everything. He's in all of us. He's and he's in everything around us. Um, that That's hard, man, because I've dealt with death. Uh, like My best friend. I mean, like the death I dealt with. I cursed God back whenever uh, my dad died and everything happened in my family too uh but then i've learned that god doesn't make those things happen i mean could he stop it he's god technically yes but he's not going to god doesn't create evil but he'll use it to for good and in some messed up mysterious way god will use it in some way shape or form whether it's for your personal growth or by, by it touching someone else, it's really hard. Only The only person that knows that is God. Uh, for me, when it comes to them situations, that's all I can keep telling myself, man, is, well, I know where they're at. And I know it's way better than here because we were never meant to be here forever. You know, Adam and Eve in the garden kind of screwed the pooch for all of us on that. But they're definitely going to be somewhere better than we could ever imagine. And I know that because, faith, man. At the end of the day, all you, all we have is our faith. Yeah. Just be real. I mean, it, look at the world around us. If you don't have faith, how would half of us make it through a day? Bible says it takes the faith the size of a mustard seed. Size of a mustard seed is like smaller than a BB. And it says it can move mountains. And I believe that's what carries this on. It, does your faith get damaged at times? Absolutely. Any member of any like any clergy member that I know of, that of any church that I've worked with, that I've talked to, all have these same problems. Like, we have doubt. We, we struggle with these things. But God lets us because somewhere in that, as crazy as it is, there is growth. And we do, uh, there is something to be learned in it. Does it make it any easier? Absolutely not, man. And there's no way that it ever could be.
0: And I just remember the last because she had she had epilepsy for most of her life, so um, doctors used to give her like all sorts of pills until, and none of it really worked until she started growing and smoking her own marijuana, and she stopped the seizures like stopped like that. It was like, I don't think she had one for the last eighteen years of her life.
1: Yeah, I, and yeah, just, I, just, I completely agree with that, man. Uh, I'm actually and I get a lot of heat for this, but I'm actually a medical marijuana patient myself. Uh, when I got the cancer, that was, they tried to put me back on pain pills and stuff uh, for the pain that I was having. And I was an addict. No, I don't want them, but yeah. doctors don't want to hear that in those situation. So I, I took my own route and I became a medical marijuana patient, man. And it, it worked wonders. Uh, I'm completely on board with that for somebody that, it, you know, it works for. And yeah
0: yeah yeah just her last words to me were like this must be some good bud because I'm getting a head rush and I'm like, oh yeah you know it makes sense you know Yeah, it makes sense you know enjoy and yeah. about an hour later she collapsed and an hour after that my dad called me saying get to the hospital it just...
1: yeah I mean I'm I'm sorry that happened to you man uh, yeah. when a parent goes that's it's definitely that's a struggle. And it's something that really messes you up. And I, I can, you know, I, like I said, when I was 16, I want, you know, that same thing happened, you know, with my dad and it's hard to hold on to to faith whenever that happens. But if you can find a way to be, you got to be real with yourself sometimes and to know I'm going to die one day too. And it's gonna people are gonna be hurt. And we all have our time. And all God's the only one that knows when it is and why it is. Uh, but just know when that time comes, man, I'm ready to go because I know what's waiting for me. You know, I know what's over there. And shoot, man, to be in the presence of the Lord, truly in the presence of God. I couldn't imagine what that's like. And I actually had a, a fan crazy that we're having this conversation. Cause I had a fan that actually passed away a few days ago who would come to all my shows and that we had here in Charleroi and he was always there, you know, and always wanted to watch and understood he was, you know, a Christian too. And he, you know, he loved God and he was an elder at a church and he, we'd come over and we'd share stories and he's a really good guy. And he ended up getting uh covid and it went downhill quick for him and it yeah man a couple days ago and it it, that's one of those things where it's like what do you say you know what uh how are you supposed to feel uh you're you're gonna be hurt but to me the worst thing i could ever do again is to curse god and to say you know i don't trust you because that's like putting an added obstacle in your way. I know what I, I know what I was without him. So if I if I quit believing in him, I know where my life's going. You know,
0: yeah. I, mean, I never you know cursed him or anything. It was just like, why? Well, was, we're all you know, everyone says. I probably asked that question too, like why?
1: Absolutely, man. I mean, why why is going to be the biggest we could question that until the day we die, man. Uh, why for everything and what if why and what if that's where faith comes in man it faith is like being able to step out on that what if it's that 50 50 chance uh, you never know but you're still going to take it because it's faith why man we could say why to the cows come home man and sometimes we'll give you an answer you truly pray for sometimes we'll give you an answer but on the other side of that, we have to be okay if he doesn't, because no answer is still an answer. But we'll never understand why God does the things he did does. I mean, if we did, sure it would make things a whole lot easier. And a whole lot more boring, probably.
0: Yeah, yeah. probably. No, everything's happening. Yeah. I appreciate those words and your advice. Thank you very much for that.
1: Oh man. I wish I had better, you know, to give you, man.
0: Um, it's, no, it's, I mean, looking, it's, it's one of those things it's like I don't want to use the term it is what it is but I just focus my energy on the grandchildren that's why I've been getting by right so back to wrestling is it true that Pennsylvania is a no bleed state
1: kind of so <laughs> because of Vince McMahon in WWE uh, there's like a if Vince don't do it, then Pennsylvania don't do it. Uh, that's pretty much what I've got. What I've got from it, but you're not allowed to gig. Uh, I'm sure you know what that means—to gig or to juice. Uh, so you're not allowed to do that in PA. But if you get busted open, then what can they do? I mean, if somebody punches you in the face and you bleed, that's called bleeding the hard way, and there's nothing they could really do about that. Now, if you're one of the guys that's crazy enough to do that, more power to you. Uh, but, yeah, Pennsylvania, you're not allowed to, to blade at whatsoever. That's like a big no-no. Uh, now, people have done it. Uh, how they got, got away with it, beyond me, probably didn't. Probably got a fine. Uh, I'm sure there is some kind of way to get around that uh, medically or whatever, depending on who you have on staff have permission for but yeah that's usually a big no-no in Pennsylvania what do you think the sport of professional wrestling could do to
0: generate more wrestling fans after the COVID situation
1: to generate more wrestling fans yeah I think uh man I think AEW is doing that right now um Tickets don't really cost that much good in AEW. I just went to uh, the first ever episode of Rampage uh, and Dynamite, you know, a couple days before that. And I got tickets uh, for each night. So that's two tickets for two different nights for $30. And we didn't have like cheap seats. They weren't bad seats. Hmm. Um, That, you know, like they're making wrestling available to everybody. And I think that, like the WWE Network, yeah, it was all cool, whatnot. They had their own network. You could watch absolutely anything on that they had. Now it's Peacock, which is cheaper, which is even better. But I believe that wrestling, there's a way to make money off of it, merch and live events. But I believe wrestling should just be given away, man. It should be something that, here, here it is, watch. you know, uh, Online, you can find a lot of stuff. But there's a lot of stuff you can't see. Like for me... I've never with my wrestling company, whenever we were, you know, really going at it, I wasn't trying to I don't even want to charge you to come to the show, really. I just want to put on something that lets somebody escape from reality for a little bit, like it does to me. Yeah. No uh, I just think that they could give a little bit more away. I don't know, man. I really don't know because they're they're tearing the scene up right now. AEW is. I think when it comes to Vince – Vince wants to create more wrestling fans. He needs to stop listening to what Vince wants and starts listening to what the fans want. Absolutely agree. I've been to
0: indie shows before and absolutely have a fantastic time. Only spending like a couple hundred dollars would get me like a hotel room to spend the night, you know. Yeah. how inexpensive an indie show really is. And it's great.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, indie shows, AEW shows, I mean, all of that is... It doesn't cost a lot to go to a wrestling show anymore. No. And there's so many guys working everywhere right now that are very, very talented guys, you know, and women, very talented professional wrestlers out there right now that are working all over the Indies, even ones that are on national television are still working Indies and it's just making for a really good market. And it's hard not to breed new wrestling fans.
0: So what does the future hold for you?
1: That's uh one of them what ifs, man. Uh only God truly knows, but if you leave it up to me, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly where uh where the final destination will be, but I'm going big, man. Like I said, I will uh by next year I'm I'm shooting to have at least a dark match on AEW. Uh, if I can make that happen, that would be great. Uh, I really want to go to uh trip away. That's a big goal for me, man. Um, just something I, I want to do. Uh, I've always loved the style, the Lucha Libre style, and I would like to get a little more well-versed in that style. So I'd love to go to uh, trip away. Be cool to go to Japan. I'm shooting big, man. So I'm hoping the future holds some uh, really big places, you know, so where can
0: our listeners connect with you online?
1: Online. Uh, you can check me out at Joshua Kavad at pretty much any social media. Um, so Facebook, uh, the Regent Joshua Kavad, you can look for that. Uh, I believe Twitter's at Joshua Kavad. Uh, TikTok is at Jay Kavad, I think. or Joshua Kavad. I'm not 100%. But if you go to YouTube, you can go on YouTube, like, and subscribe to the channel. Uh joshua kavod at youtube and i got a lot of good footage on there you can watch any match basically that i've had uh in the past i don't know we we, we got lost some in there but uh, for the past couple months we've been pretty consistent on every match that i've wrestled has been has been uploaded to youtube so you know go check them out you won't be embarrassed if when you do get your AEW shot i totally mark allen on social media Real? I would not be embarrassed. I okay. will let everybody know, check out Vic Muscat's evolution podcast, man.
0: Because if you
1: once once you hit the AEW, if I
0: find out you're an AEW dirt, I'm gonna be all over the place going like, that's right, uh, he was on the show. And just yeah, I did it for you. Hey man, me. that's
1: that's the goal. And I believe if you don't shoot for bigger things like that, then why even why even be here, man? Like I get there, you got some weekend warriors and some guys just do this as a hobby. This isn't a hobby for me. This isn't something that I just want to do in my spare time. This is something I want to do full-time every day of my life as long as I can until I'm in a wheelchair. And I just love wrestling that much, dude. I always have, and that's where my heart has always been. And I don't see anything else but wrestling. So,
0: Well, expect me to act like a total schoolgirl once you're on AEW. So just get ready for that.
1: I'm down with it, man. I'm cool with that.
0: I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Once again, thank you very much for your, you know, insight about what's going on with uh, my mom and all that. I appreciate that. Well, and, man. and I definitely wish you luck and hopefully you will come back on sometime real soon.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. I look forward to it. It was thank you for having me on the show. Um, I look forward to talking to you again, man. It was a great time. I had fun. Uh, I- yeah, you know, let's see what happens. Let's go from here. Hopefully next time I'll be on AEW and we can uh, chat it up then.
0: Oh, Dan, what, you know I'll be messaging you.
1: So don't don't be ignoring your message. Hey, man, I'll tell you now. Just so keep it documented. I make it. Podcast is free just because it's that. You know, it, it's still free. We're still going at it. All right. I'll, I'll hold you to that. I, I, hey, man, man of my word. So you, you keep that. Yeah. You take care of yourself. Be safe out there. All right. You too, man. Thank you.
0: And thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.